I'm Graham West of NDS's Safer and Stronger Project. With all that is going on in the world, and in particular within Australia's disability sector, a focus on client has never been more pertinent. Keeping people safe and healthy and engaged in services is front of mind. Today, I'm joined by Amy Willem from Client Experience Consultancy, Mesh, and she's going to talk about the importance of client experience and what it means for disability service providers today. So, Amy, you've worked with NDS and in the disability space for some time now. Perhaps you could start by giving our listeners a bit of a background into Mesh and your experience in the space. Thanks, Graham. Yeah, I'm really delighted to be a part of this podcast series and have an opportunity to talk about something that's especially close to my heart, and, and that really is improving the experience of Australia's disability community and, in turn, um, improving business outcomes for service providers. So thanks for thanks for this op. Um, I guess as a way of background, I started Mesh back in 2014 after uh, working in client experience or customer experience for many years in the corporate world. And uh, my intent with setting up my own business was always to put my corporate skills to good use, but to have an impact in some way, um, impacting community and hopefully bettering people's lives. I didn't really know exactly what that looked like when I first started Mesh, but a chance meeting with a lovely lady by the name of Mary Burgess, who I'm sure some of the listeners may may know, um, gave me some insight into what was happening in the disability sector at the time, and in particular with the introduction of the NDIS. Once I learned about that, I really knew that I'd found my focus. So from that point on, Mesh has worked almost exclusively within the social sector, um, helping disability and aged care, health, mental health service providers come to terms with and manage the transition to a more um, client-centric or consumer-directed model of care. And that was largely imposed upon them by, you know, the introduction of NDIS, My Aged Care and those types of reforms. So in the last seven years, we've worked directly with service providers right around the country on um, client experience strategy, client experience audit frameworks, um, service design using human-centred design or design thinking principles, um, culture change and, and training programs. And in addition to that, I guess we've engaged with probably hundreds of um, service providers through the training programs that we've delivered for NDS directly and also a number of NDIS um, events as well. So that's a bit of background into us. <laughs> From a client experience point of view, with your knowledge of what's happening in the sector, the challenges that are being faced, what does that really mean for service providers at this point in time? Yeah, well, what a, what a challenging time it's been, I guess, for service providers over the past six years or so, and particularly the last 18 months um, have been a real test with what COVID has, has thrown at us and thrown at service providers directly. You know, having to completely rethink the way you deliver services to clients um, more or less overnight is, is no mean feat. So, Firstly, huge congrats to all of the service providers out there who have survived and, um, and maybe even thrived in this time. Um, I guess at Mesh, we really see the importance of customer experience is compounding. Um, it kick-started with the introduction of the NDIS back six years ago. You know, providers had to um, really innovate their business models to enable things like choice and control um, and to put the client truly at the centre of their operations. Um, following on from that, the COVID impacts have forced organisations to be, um, you know, more nimble and more agile in their responses, but all the while keeping that focus um, to be a very client-centric one. And now we've got the preliminary findings of the Royal Commission coming out and they're really highlighting 
the need for providers to take a different approach or to to um, expand upon the pro- the approach that, that they take with engaging with clients. So that so there's a few points in relation to what's coming out of the Royal Commission that I'd really like to touch on. The first one being um, that service providers must have a truly human rights based service provision model that's got to be embedded across the organisation and within the culture. The second point is making sure that um, you have the appropriate rigour in place to ensure that the client voice is never lost. It's got to be heard, they've got to have a platform, and that voice has got to get to the the right places. And that leads into the third point, which is making sure that organisations or service providers have a really transparent and equitable communications model so that really everyone within the community, whether it's clients or families or staff or even up to the board, uh, that they all have a platform and feel connected and valued and they understand how they can or do um, contribute to the organisation. So I guess from the Royal Commission learnings that are coming out now, we're expecting that a number of providers will be looking to really review their compliance and risk and governance frameworks. But core to what we're hearing is the need to really put clients at the centre of what we do. These two have to go hand in hand. If organisations were take, to take a, um, a risk and compliance-led approach, they're going to be missing out on the opportunities that are afforded to them by listening to their clients and understanding what they want and value and need and building their business models around that. So really uh, ensuring that those two are meshed together is a, is a critical part. So there'll be a lot of organisations now, I guess, that are um, needing to make quite a, you know, strategic operational sort of cultural shift and um, to meet these demands. And it's important that, um, you know, it's recognised that client experience isn't just a once-off project. It's not something that you do and you set and forget. It's really um, client experience is a new way of doing business. It's about embedding client experience into the way that you do things and into your culture. It's all about how you design your services, your systems, your policies, your processes, um, as well as governance and risk frameworks that we touched on before, but but it's much broader than that. You know, it includes your communications, your staff training programs. All of these need to be um, need to be thoughtfully developed with clients truly at the heart. And It is an undertaking and it can sound overwhelming for organisations when they start, but, you know, the research is absolutely clear that organisations that really do put their clients at the centre of everything they do have better outcomes, you know, better client satisfaction, better loyalty, better client advocacy, which means that your clients are out there spreading the word about how great your business is and helping you organically grow through, through that word of mouth approach. Thank you, Amy. So you've raised many elements that an organisation needs to be thinking about when embedding customer experience uh, right into what everything they do. So what are some of the things that providers need to be thinking about to achieve embedding that customer experience deep into everything they do? Given there's so many elements, it's not easy. Yeah, great question, Graham. There is a lot to think about. <laughs> um, firstly, it's really important that providers realise that client experience should never be seen as an overhead to business, you know, as something extra that needs to be done when it's done right 
and it's fully meshed into the fabric of the organisation, it actually makes dealing with changes like the introduction of the NDIS or the COVID response easier. Um, And that's because a large part of client experience is about having really intuitive processes and systems in place to ensure that you can engage with your community and work with them through those challenging times um, to design solutions that are going to consider the needs and values of all the parties involved and, and ultimately create what we like to call shared value for all. Um, I've had executives say to me over the years, oh, you know, client experience, it's always just about the client experience is always right and giving them everything that they want. And that's just not the case at all. Uh, Client experience is about forming um, really genuine relationships with your clients and then working with them to create outcomes that that will meet their needs and hopefully even sometimes exceed those, but making sure that whatever you're doing is also viable and achievable for the organisation and that it's also good for staff, you know, to create a great employee experience as well. So it's a real process of discovery and testing and iteration to to get that right fit. Um, But this becomes really intuitive to your people and within the business when it's done right, it is, um, you know, the appropriate uh, processes are, are put in place. And I guess more specifically about some of the building blocks needed to enable a CX strategy, there's really four things that we look at. The first is the guiding principles. So having a really clear vision about what what we're aiming for from a client experience perspective. What do your clients and community want or value most? And how do they expect you to engage with them and support them? And how does that fit within your overall um, strategic and financial um, plan and drivers for your organisation? These things can be researched and analysed and understood and tested and then then they need to be clearly articulated so that they can become a laser beam focus for your organisation. These guiding principles really need to sit alongside your organisation's overall vision and mission and complement those. The second point is the client-centric operating model, and there's a whole lot that goes into this, but it includes things like ensuring that your business model prioritises the needs and values of all of your community at every step. So that means that you need to consider who your various client groups are, maybe developing a client ecosystem to understand those, and then deeply understanding what their goals and motivations are so that you can structure your engagement with them accordingly. And this needs to sit across all elements of business. It's not just the uh, the, the immediate touch points that you might think of. We look at how you promote your business, what's the brand trust that you have out in the market, through to your contact and engagement processes, um, maybe the services that you offer and your delivery approach to those, um, the systems and technology you use, the fees you charge, um, recruitment and people processes, and most importantly, how you communicate with your clients and community and how you invite and use client feedback um, and input. So, That's kind of that second piece. So the third building block that we look at is the CX structure. And this is about ensuring that everyone in the organisation realises that they have a part to play when it comes to client experience. You know, it doesn't matter if they are frontline or they're in the accounts accounts payable department and they never see a client. Everyone has a responsibility when it comes to how clients experience your organisation. The CX structure is also about having the right processes in place to ensure that the voice of the client is heard and that it's heard in the right places and it's actioned accordingly. So here we look at the appropriate um, CX governance sort of model for your organisation so that everyone from from client interfaces right up to the board understands 
uh, understands the what, the when, the how of client experience and what that means for, for your particular business. The fourth and probably the most important um, element um, of the building blocks for, for CX strategy is a CX mindset um, or CX culture. And I guess if you do nothing else except develop a client-centric culture for your organisation, um, it is certainly the most powerful thing you can do to improve the experience for your clients. It's certainly the old adage of um, culture eats strategy for lunch, it's that saying, but in the world of client experience and especially in organisations whose very existence, like disability service providers, is to provide care and support and encouragement and empowerment and a safe space, you know, the mandate to put your client's needs front and centre is a pretty obvious one. So to bring this to life, it means that client experience must be led from the top and enabled at all levels of the organisation. Um, the organisational values must really strongly support a CX mindset Set, and then a set of really clearly defined behaviours must underpin those values. Those values and behaviours are then championed consistently and supported by your leaders and all staff throughout the organisation. They should be used as recruitment tools, as performance tools, you know, embedded in KPIs, um, used in performance reviews, and also in the, just the day-to-day -day operations of business. You know, in team meetings, they can start saying, are we working to our values and to our client experience charter? When we're looking at what that mindset, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more because it is just so important, when we're, we're looking at what that client experience mindset looks like and how it shows up in an organisation. You know, it's a culture that really values and looks after staff. You know, obviously, if your staff aren't on board, <laughs> there's a pretty, it's pretty unlikely that they're going to be able to deliver um, a great experience for your clients. It's also a culture that promotes the sharing and exchange of ideas at all levels of the organisation. And it's a culture that learns from failure and doesn't shy away from mistakes. You know, it accepts that mistakes do happen because they do, but you're having the appropriate systems and processes in place to manage those mistakes that happen in a really trans uh, transparent um, and, and supportive and continuous improvement type manner. And that ultimately creates a really safe space for, for clients and for staff. And it's one where they will speak up because they're confident that they'll be heard and valued in what they have to say. So that's the, they're the kind of they're the four key pillars that we that we focus on the guiding principles the client centric operating model the client experience structure and the client experience mindset um, they're the key things that I would be promoting that, that organisations are focusing on at this time. What can disability providers do if they're interested in exploring or developing their client experience capability further, Amy? And particularly, like, where's a good place to start? So, yeah, well, understanding where you're at currently and where you want to get to is absolutely the first step. And at MESH, I guess this is our bread and butter and we partner with organisations to achieve this. Um, in the past, we've used client experience um, audit frameworks with our CX Discover program as a first step to understanding where service providers are at. So we've looked at um, client experience strengths and weaknesses and helped organisations pinpoint where to start their CX transition or the client experience transition I think maybe the complexity of that program and perhaps even the cost has been prohibitive for some providers. So um, we have listened. We've listened to uh, listened to the market and listened to our clients and have adapted that program. We've also taken into consideration the stuff that's coming out of the Royal Commission and really focused in on those four elements that I mentioned earlier. 
um, as the critical parts that are required. So we've got a new program called CX Essentials and CX Essentials is designed to help you identify the building blocks for delivering a great client experience. So the program will assess where your organisation is at um, across those four pillars that we spoke about before. So the guiding principles or CX vision, the client-centric operating model, the CX structure and, and the mindset and culture. Um, there's really no underestimating the complexity of the times that we're in, Graham. Um, providers are keeping their clients and people and safe through COVID and we're certainly in a more competitive marketplace than we ever have been before. And we're all going to be learning and considering the insights that are coming out of the Royal Commission as they continue to, to evolve. In addition to that, we're seeing burnout from leaders and from staff as well. So there's, there's huge challenges, but um, I guess they also present an opportunity to reconsider how we do things with clients at the centre of what we do. And that in turn can actually take some pressure off our services and operations by taking direction from clients. Tell us what you want, tell us what you need. And that's the, it stops all of that guessing game. And that's where, you know, we at Mesh feel that we can, we can certainly help. I think that's probably all I have to say today, Graham. And, you know, as you can see, I can wax lyrical about this stuff for a hell of a lot of time. So um, love, to have a, love to have a chat about customer experience, but I really appreciate the opportunity to share a bit of what we do at Mesh with you today. And thank you, Amy, for taking the time to talk, talk to us about customer experience. And if you'd like to learn more about what Amy has been talking about and the programs mentioned, you can contact Amy anytime through the Mesh website makeitmesh.com.au or email amy direct amy at makeitmesh.com.au for resources around governance and operations in the NDIS environment you can always visit the NDS website at nds.org.au thanks for listening today